0: Hello and welcome to Rainstock Play. Today we're here to review the first test match between England and India and wrap up any other news as well. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, boys, a reminder for listeners, we have our own FPL League. Um, If you're a fantasy football player, please do get stuck in. There will be a prize. We don't know what it is yet. There will be a prize of some kind at the end of this year. Uh, We'll put the code to join the league on our Twitter page, which is at RainstockPod. Uh, Get yourself stuck in play us at fantasy football um, and there'll be a prize on the line a cricketing based prize we've got no glenn today he's somewhere in between wyoming and iowa in a, in a field of corn we wish him well he'll be back soon uh, i am joined by will who is in a lovely cabin in wales how are you will what are you doing
2: i'm very well i'm just i'm, I'm i've been out for a little walk i went rowing this morning rode a boat up and down a, a lake um, and i've sat back in my cottage with a cup of coffee so i'm very cosy
0: you look really cozy as well as the olympics inspired you or something is that why you went out rowing
2: (laughs) no it was it was sunny this morning and we knew it was going to rain later so i thought let's go to a lake and then there was a boat although the guy did give us a really blase warning that he was like we have some poisonous algae in the lake so like go in at your own risk okay so if i die i'm never on a podcast again that will be why
0: would you we'll just see you slowly like debilitate on, on where you're sat now
2: and bonus points, I am wearing my Dinesh Kartik uh, oh, shirt. Yes, so I've come prepared.
0: He looked fantastic all week, which we'll come on to obviously in the pod. Uh, Zach is here as well. How are you? Any cricket this week? I think last week you teased that there was no cricket, so I'm not expecting no, I, much. Did you play?
3: No, I did. Well, I played. I played last week. Do you not? We was talk of it on the group chat. I bottled another fifty. Uh, I scored fifty-five, <laughs> and yeah then then got bowled by a ball that was a half-tracker but didn't get above my shins.
0: That's, that's so, so you.
3: That's such yeah. a new
0: dismissal. Good knock, though, mate. You're having a good little season.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got another game today. So uh, hopefully next pod will be celebrating my first ever 50. Hopefully Are you
0: opening was, again,
2: Zach?
3: I I don't know. I, You'd think if you score 45 when opening, you don't get pulled
0: down the order next game. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd but, think, right? But who knows? We'll, never, we'll get onto England's top order... Well, let's do it right now, boys. Let's get straight into the main story. Um, the first Test match finished in a draw, unfortunately. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch or don't know, England bowled out for 183 in their first innings. India then replied with 278. Uh, K.R. Rahul's top score with 84. England then made 303. Joe Root's 109, leading that. His next best support was from Sam Curran, unfortunately. We'll get into that. And then it rained. And then it rained really, really hard for a day. And it was really sad. And we were all very excited for a wonderful day five. Um, India got to 52 for one at the end of day four and their target of 209 was just in reach. We'll all be pretty honest about that. Um, a frustrating test match with some brilliance, I think, on all four days that we had some play. Um, but Will, you were there on day one and England have dodged a massive bullet, haven't they? Let, let's just get down to it. They've, they've dodged a huge one there.
2: I think they have. I think that's the only way that that you can look at it. Yeah, I was I was there for day one at Trent Bridge, um, and and the first half of the day, as as people will, will remember, it was really nicely balanced. We did it, a tea time tweet from Range Stop Play account saying it's perfectly poised, uh, to which Glenn obviously cursed the England team by saying it's also perfectly poised for an England collapse, which is exactly what we got. Um, and at the end of at the end of day one, you'd have to say it had gone pretty much as perfectly as India could possibly have wanted. Got to see some India batting in the ground late on in the day, which is wonderful. Um, and then from there, you know, day two had a couple of wobbles, obviously, but but as you said, kale Rahul saw it through. And then and then after Jadeja's knock, took that lead from what could have been 30, 40, 50, England threatened to bowl India out in the first innings, ended up being a much more substantial total. Um, at which point, yeah, by by what should have been day five, I was, I was very confident that if we'd had some play, India would have got the win. Um, And it will be very frustrating given India's series record in England that we talked about on the preview pod, which is not very good. It'll be really frustrating that they've not been able to get over the line in the first test.
3: Yeah, I think particularly as England are famously, well, not very good recently in first tests at home. We won that first test in, in, in India earlier this year, and that was the first time we'd won the first test in a series for what feels like years, but probably isn't actually that long um yeah i think the the fact that england have gotten away with a draw is really really good for england but it, it is massively just papering over some very very large cracks particularly in the batting order
0: let's i want to get into that in a second zach because i first and i i think a lot of the media have missed this potentially i don't wanna attack the media we are the media. Um, just missed how well India bowled. Like, that was a perfect Indian bowling performance on day one. And another great reason why England got out of this, from an England fan's perspective, is I'll be surprised if India bowled that well again, maybe. Just that uh, could have been their peak performance and we got away with the draw after that. I need to early apologise to Jasper Bumrah, who I dropped in the preview pod we did. Feel free to go and listen to me embarrass myself in last week's episode. He then took uh, a 5 in the second innings. And then I foolishly, in our little group chat, again, you can see it on our Twitter, at Reigns.pod, was laughing at his average. And he got that little 20-odd, didn't he, to help help, uh, propel India's um, lead. Anyway, onto the bowling. Boomer was awesome. Um, The attack felt really well-balanced. It was the right decision to drop Ashwin in the end. Rest Ashwin, sorry. And this was a really good Indian bowling performance, as you'd expect from such a powerful seam attack, Will.
2: It was, exactly. And, and special mention, I think, for Mohamed Shami, because especially on that on, on that day one, Boomer was getting it to, to, to swing hoops in the first morning. But I thought the most consistent threat in terms of, you know, he, he seemed to threaten to get an edge every single over he bowled was Mohamed Shami. Um, and he also looked by far the most likely to pick up the tail. There, there was a bit of discomfort from an India fans perspective towards the end of that England innings where like Sam Curran was in and doing quite well. And a few of the tail that just stuck around annoyingly longer than they should. Shardle was bowling for a bit and not really getting much joy. Um, And they brought Xiaomi back into the attack and then everybody sort of calmed down and it felt like, yeah, this is, this is the guy who's going to see us through. Um, But you're absolutely right. Boomer, second innings, equally fantastic. We'll talk more later on about, you know, selection questions for India going forward. but I would not be wholly sure of of Shardell Tucker's place in the team, even though Kohli has said that 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 kind of four seamers plus one spinner looks like a template going forward. For me, he he just didn't seem to offer a huge amount. Siraj sort of went for a few more runs. It wasn't his best performance, but he did look a threat at times, whereas I thought Shardell was... Maybe it was a job he was given to just try and keep it tight, but I never saw him as a huge amount of a threat, and I think if we're trying to bring Ashwin back in, that might be the change that you do.
3: One thing on, on Takor, he was, I think, everyone's surprise. Everyone was surprised to see him picked. There was talk about it, you know, the day before when the team, you know, news news about players like that seems to always filter out. So everyone, it wasn't a surprise at the top, but it was a surprise when that news started to filter out. I think he, he, from a fourth seamer who can bat a bit, if we ignore the fact he got a duck and then didn't bat, <laughs> so the batter bit didn't he? He do, did, he did better than England's version of that, which is Sam Curran, because Sam Curran went at 3.8 across the test, 3.8 and over. Tackle only went for three and took four wickets, which I think if you look at it, I, I can understand what you mean, but I'm not looking particularly... If you look at just the scorecard, it looks like he had a very good performance. He got Root out in the first innings, which when he looked brilliant, he hadn't really looked troubled until then, and took four wickets at three and gives you a chance to give your you know, strike bowlers arrest, rest, especially when your strike bowlers are bowling so well, you do still want to be able to rest them.
2: I, I think that's a great point. And obviously, yeah, we have to we have to credit him for getting that massive wicket of, of route, which completely changed the game from an Indian perspective. But I also think that that example you gave is, is probably absolutely correct comparing him with Sam Curran. But arguably, does it say more about the England end than it does the India? Because they were, I wonder what both of you think about this, but there were times that I was watching that game and I just felt like, to, to put it very simply, this is, this is not sophisticated analysis, but just felt like Sam Curran was bowling way more than he should be and at spells of the game that needed somebody with a bit more oomph when obviously you'd like to bring Joffre Archib in but can't. But is there something else that India could do with that attack? Well, He, he Hanging, took
0: sorry.
3: the second... Sorry, he, yeah. Sam Curran took the second new ball.
0: With, that with that Anderson, was a bit crazy. That was, was a really just... weird move.
3: It was so strange. What was he doing? It was like, oh, it's fine. It's just the tail. It's fine. It's just the tail. And then I think it was Boomer hit him for 4-6-4 four, four in an over.
0: That was hilarious. That was just after I put into the chat, oh, look at Boomer's batting average.
2: And it was a really crucial point as well, because it took the India lead from something like 62 up 80 by the end of that over.
0: And it, I was happy to see Curran in the team. I think we all were. We, all wanted, we needed that. England needed that number seven Wokes current style. It didn't really work this time. And I think it's a great comparison to look at Tackle, who I agree will will probably be at most risk of getting rotated in the second test despite having doing a good four-seamer job, basically. So, well done to him. Um, and well done to India bowling attack, and I'm only going to ever praise them now because I deserve what happened for, for you know having a go at Boombra. Uh, and they've, they've got Ishan, Ishan Sharma in the wings as well. They've got so many options left. Um, to rotate we've got five formal tests coming up so a bit of rotation there and I loved how fiery Siraj was and I've saw a lot of tweets saying it means something if Virat Coley is Kohli the one having to calm you down I love that energy from him
3: yeah it makes me feel like he he had a good performance until I looked at the scorecard I was like yes yeah, so <laughs> Siraj was so good wasn't he he was it. so good he was so up for it I was like because it it adds something it definitely adds something it's what we you know, we need more of it's what I love about kagisa Rabada, but he keeps getting you know demerit points and things because mm. he keeps running into people completely accidentally, of course. But I <laughs> I think we need a little bit more of that in in Test cricket, a bit of the kind of mm.
2: it kind of is passive aggressive at times, but sometimes it's you know more than that. <laughs> sometimes outright aggressive. There was a great bit when Siraj was batting as well. There there were some words with Jimmy Anderson.
0: The the fingers on the lips of Johnny Besto big fan. But it did disguise the fact his bowling figures were probably the worst out of the Indian Seamers, but we'll ignore <laughs> that. They bowled very well. Um, so you've alluded to this, Zach. And we must come on to England's frailties at the top of the order. I don't know where to start. And I'm really looking forward to this chat with you boys because you've got Burns, Sibley and Crawley who all look in really bad nick. I don't want to say out of their depth. I think a couple of them do, potentially. Um... And they're all struggling. And England can't drop all three. They've got to put their trust in at least probably two of them because you've only got Hamid waiting. Who? Who gets the cut out of this three? Who gets dropped from that three? If any will? Or all of them or none of them? I don't know where to go. I'm so stuck.
2: I'll, I'll start quickly on this one, because I'm very interested to see to see both of you channel your respective rage in this. But I will say, I, I, po- I posed this question in the group chat and said, you know, which of them might come out? And Zach simply re- replied, I want all of them gone. Zach, the floor is yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I,
3: I want all of them gone, but I don't see it happening. I think for me, Crawley is probably the one to go. He, he averages 11 this year. And the fact that I've just I've actually just seen the tweet saying uh, Pakistan gifted that boy a test career when he averaged 30 in first class cricket, which uh, on current thing, I, I think he has plenty of potential and always looks really good, which I think is the most annoying thing about him playing some nice flamboyant shots. I mean, I don't think there's been much comparison to him and James Vince, but yet, but. I see it. I
0: see what you're saying on the old Nick, a walking Nick off sort of thing. Mate, Crawley can't even get to 25, though, unfortunately. (laughs) And I'd argue he doesn't look good. So I'd rather have James Vince in there if we're going to start doing those comparisons. Um, I agree with you, though, Zach. Um, We'll come on to our prospective second test teams uh, later in the pod. But out of the three, he's the one to go. Burns is the only other test player with 100 this year. So that's just, this is a low bar but it's enough credit to keep you in the team for the time being. I won't I won't come on to the captain show anymore because I'm a bit embarrassed about that. Sibley, right? Sibley was my one because he looks so out of his depth. This is the guy who I think you can say looks out of his depth at test level. Yeah, I'm not dropping him. I don't know why. But he's his knock and his partnership with Root in the second innings was vital. And we, we complained maybe two or three years ago as England fans about not having the guy who can just sit there and block and... Blunt an attack and get the shine off the ball. And Sibley can do that. He's just so adverse to scoring. I hate it. Like, Give it a go, man. Have a go at scoring a run. See how it goes. However, he's averaging 22 this year. And again, this is a low bar. And I would just keep him in for the time being. Him and Burns, a bit of stability as the top two. And go from there. And I think Root's reaction to his LBW getting overturned shows the credit he has amongst... His teammates at the minute potentially.
3: Well, and they did they did share that fifty partnership at one point in the second innings of which Root scored forty two, I think, of the fifty.
0: The partnership was eighty six, and it was, right. but fifty. You're right, uh, Sibley. <laughs> Sibley was eight of those. He scored twenty eight off one hundred and thirty three balls in that second innings, which again just hanging around for that long. I think he batted for five hours in this Test match it's enough to keep you in. I don't think you can get dropped from that.
3: It's a low bar though, isn't it? I saw that as well. I saw, I saw a uh, a Telegraph article saying about uh, how, you know, he he may only average 20, but at least he bats time. And it's, you know, it's emblematic of Joe Denley from, you know, when Joe yeah. Denley was around, oh, at least he faces a hundred balls. And, you know, you do famously win test matches by facing the most balls after all. Famously, yeah. that is that is what
0: you're judged against. Well, isn't I, the, it? That's how it's all worked out, mate. You know, that's how Hmm. cricket works.
2: Slightly in his defence, though, he's not the only batsman who went pretty slowly. I mean, Johnny Bessie went at a crawl on the first day, I remember. scored something like nine off 50. Um,
0: That's a good point, actually. Well, he finished with 29 off 71, so a strike rate of 40 isn't amazing. Obviously, it's a bit better than Sibley, but... It, it, I wrote down I, for this test match I was just writing down my just instant, like initial thought at the moment things happened. I just had my notepad next to me while I was watching the cricket and mm-hmm. I just put that Sibley's game works alongside a more free-flowing bat- batsman and that happened in that partnership with Root who came out like a house on fire um, and it sort of works. That's why I think he'll, he'll stick around for a bit.
2: So are you playing Super at three?
0: Yes. Yes, I am. And He's not a number three, is he? He's an opener. But I think the argument is that neither's Crawley. He's probably a more natural opener than he is a number three. So we're just, we're kind of filling, uh, what's the phrase? Round pegs with square holes. That doesn't make it. Square holes with round (laughs) pegs. The wrong shape's going in the wrong place.
3: But I think it is still better than the idea to put Pope or Lawrence up to three from six.
0: Definitely. The, the,
3: which is which is the idea that I think since Ollie Pope ever did anything well for England, everyone's always said future number three, future number three when he's, you know, doesn't really battle. Well, he can't, three he can't quite
0: handle it at six anyway, the test side of the minute anyway. Um, he's due to come back in. I was reading. I think he's fully recovered. And as much as Lawrence is OK, his his ceiling feels like that second innings he had where he had, what, 25 or 32. That feels like his ceiling where He'll strike he'll strike rate'll be good, but he'll just he'll just get out either early or sort of it'll be early either way, it depends on how many runs he gets, you know, within fifty balls. So yeah, I think Hamid events. at three seems to be the one, doesn't it? He's he's averaging forty seven this year. Um he's you know, he won't be a debut. He's already got his test cat, remember, when he toured India in twenty eighteen, something like that. The only issue I've seen with the sort of chat around Hamid is he's a bit of a brigadier blocker as well, you know uh baby boycott i think he was called back in the day when he was playing for england is it just going to be the same sort of problem that you've got burn sibley and hamid crawling along at the top of the order
2: i think that's possibly less of a concern because you know, he, he probably could come in at 3 but i'm interested that you've you've left intact an opening partnership which i don't have these numbers to hand but i was listening to test match special on the on the on the bus up to cardiff the other day and they did a whole segment about how out of out of basically all the opening partnerships England have had something like this, this century or this decade, possibly Sibley and Burns is the second worst performing out of any of them. And very rarely gets to a 50 opening stand, almost never a hundred opening stand. And you're well, leaving that intact.
0: I, I am leaving that intact. I'll be interested. To see if Do you agree, Zach? Firstly, do you, would you be moving Hamid to three? If we, if we start talking about our England team for the second test?
3: Yeah, he's, he's the one that moves to three for me. It, but I've, I've seen some England teams which have a completely different top. Three. I've seen some hilarious England teams on Twitter that include Alistair Cook at the top of the order. I saw that just, one.
0: I saw that yeah, one just about an I, hour ago. <laughs> oh, I've, been,
3: I've been trying to find it today. But like, my whole prep for this, to today's podcast was trying to find this team again because it was just so good. And yeah, I but other than bringing back Alistair Cook and, you know, getting Jonathan Trott to, you know, just... One more, one more series, Jonathan, please.
0: Uh, other than that, yes, Amid mean goes to three. To your point on the how the top two and three are doing, well, England's top three have averaged twenty point two nine in two thousand and twenty-one. Um, that's the top three combined. So it, it's a massive problem, but again, we're just—it's a low bar—and we're just trying to stop the bleeding and let Root do his thing. And let's let's chat about Joe Root because his. Is 109, which unfortunately I, I didn't watch. I was I was out or down Saturday. Um, it's being regarded as one of his best ever Test hundreds. Um, I know Wisden did a best to worst route hundreds piece. I didn't actually read it. I just saw the headline. But in 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 response to this innings, basically uh, 109 of 172 balls. Watching the highlights, the speed at which he got to fifty was stunning, and it, it saved the game for England because if he gets out early. Um, even without any play on day five, there's going to be an India win here. So, you know, props to Root. What more can we, us three guys, really say about how good he is? But try.
3: I mean, what an innings! Yeah, like you say, at one point he was he was ninety off around one hundred and twenty balls, and I uh, I I said to my uh, my mum was up for the weekend. And I said to her, "Oh no, no, just let me watch him get to a And then he didn't get he didn't move from ninety to hundred for like an hour, <laughs> including <laughs> including tea like then tea as well in between that. And I was like, "No, no, it's fine. He's, I just want to watch him see if he gets a hundred. And then there was an LBW uh, review on 96 and it all got a bit nervy. But and then you, and
0: then you missed dinner and your mum was like, what the heck are we doing? Joe Do just shut up sharp.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he got there in the end and that was the important thing. And you could see in his in his reaction to going to 100 that he knew how much that innings and how, like, how tough that innings was and how important it was. Because I think it was the it's the first time he's got an in, a, a ton at home for a very long time, particularly it was at his new home ground of uh,
0: <laughs> Trent Bridge. <laughs> Trent Bridge, the Trent Rocket hero that is Joe Root that has maybe scored eight runs for Trent Rockets. I don't think he was too prolific in his first two weeks. Um, I read a really interesting piece that said that, you know, Root overtook Alistair Cook this week as well as um, England's all-time run scorer. Uh, and he said that Root's career has been littered with less moments, you know, quote-unquote, despite him racking up his runs, there's less memorable innings that Cook had, you know, Cook's ashes, um, his, his 294 against India in 2011, stuff like that. This felt like a root moment, though, I think is what a lot of people are saying.
3: I agree, but it is also hard for him to have moments when everyone else around him is so bad.
0: <laughs>
3: Alistair Cook, fantastic player. Both of them are fantastic players, but Alistair Cook did play in, you know, well, for at least a good part of his career in an era when England were better. At cricket, basically, and Joe Root. You know, this this year he's had an amazing year. Those those back to back double hundreds in Sri Lanka, the one ninety odd in, or maybe it was even another double hundred in India. Like it was just silly runs in those first three tests of the year, and he's, you know, he's backed that up with 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 runs in this game, and hopefully that continues. I think India will be um, fed up of the sight
0: of him, and they'll be they'll be bringing Aksar Patel back in to, to cause <laughs> problems. He was—he was a sub fielder, wasn't he? This week, Will. I think. Did he field the day you were there? Was he on the pitch? Was, was he feeling close to you? you took he took a little was, picture. Yeah. And gave, he gave was, me horrible yeah. PTSD.
2: Exactly. He came over and uh, and fielded just by us. Big big shout of Axel, give us a wave, and just got a picture to to traumatise Dan with. <laughs>
0: um, let's come on to England bowlers. Uh, as always, they performed excellently, as you'd expect. Um, it's going to be nice to chat about Ollie Robinson and just for his bowling, which again was excellent because the 1st it's only a second test and the first time was uh, shrouded in in, in the, the tweet saga um, and there was that lovely little spell from Jimmy, getting Virat Kohli out for a golden duck, that was good fun um, so yeah, but I want to kind of intertwine this chat with England bowlers about what, we, what we're going to look forward to in the second test match and, and what the attack might look like um, so let me run through my team while we're here for what I think should be the second test team. Firsty boys, over or under 2.5 changes for England?
3: I think under.
0: Oh, Will's gone I, over and I Zach's ooh, over. a debate on the pod. So we were thinking more than three changes. Sorry, more than... Yeah, well, three changes is a minimum.
2: I think you get a top order change. I think Mark Wood comes in. And I've yeah, I've got a sneaky feeling you get one more rotation on top of that.
0: I... I am with you. I have three changes in my team. So I have Hamid coming in at three for Crawley. I think Pope comes in for Lawrence because he's fit again. And then I've got Leech, because Lords is spinning at the minute. Lords is a spinny boy. Uh, Leech for who? Curran. Robinson to eight. Robinson to eight. And i he can hold a bat. He's perfectly good at eight, I think. And I... Th- <laughs> I don't want, we we reinforced the batting line it last time, didn't we? It got bowled out of hundred and eighty three, so put a spinner in, for goodness sake, it clearly doesn't matter. That's my theory. Zach, you had you had under two point five. What would you go for? I, it's
3: it's not what I would go for. I'd like to see four changes. I'd like to see Wood, Leech, Pope and uh Hamid in. But it I just I just think they'll just go let's not rock the boat too much, broad Anderson, Robinson, and then and and Curran, I think the bowling attack will stay the same and then they'll just go Pope, Pope for Lawrence. And I, I don't agree with that. I don't like it either. You're looking at me like it's it's me who's... Uh,
0: yeah, who's you're, you're making the
3: decisions, Zach. I, uh, I think it's a
0: fair point because England did draw the first test. Like, it doesn't feel like it. If it wasn't a draw, maybe the over 2.5 would be worse yeah. money. But I think you make a valid point that they won't want to rock the boat too much.
3: Yeah, and the bowling wasn't wasn't particularly bad. The fielding wasn't great. There was some some drop chances which would have had India not with much of a lead on the first innings.
0: Yeah,
3: you know, and then that changes the game. Well, also changes the game if we bat better. (laughs) Pretty simple.
0: I (laughs) think it will be interesting to see if they finally play Jack Leach or not. I just want to see a spinner in the in the four man bowling attack. You know, Sumi.
2: I think it was a weird one where you can say yes, they got a draw, so don't rock the boat but also if you if you're the india if you sorry if you're the english setup and you're looking at it you've got to be pretty brutally honest that you've got to draw with an assist from the weather if we're going to try and get ahead of that maybe you want to make some changes and also while it's true that this is an interesting sort of statement philosophically but i think it's true while while each bowler individually bowled well i think you can still make criticisms of the unit and i think there were definitely spells where it, it came across as one note um, and particularly when you're going at, you know, kale Rahul getting up to his score. Once he's got comfortable, he was he was pretty much in, and there wasn't a huge amount that you could do to mix that if you're not playing a spinner and you don't have a genuine quick. So I think that's that's where you'd want to change, want to change it a little bit.
3: Yeah, I, I completely agree, Will, and that it is a bit one-dimensional that attack, and it works. You know, it, it, like you say, it works with the new ball. It's a very, very good new ball attack, but when someone gets in, it's not. You know, like Carol did. It just it didn't. He didn't look. He didn't look particularly troubled by anyone.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think it's a good point. Will, about we got away with one, so try and get ahead of the eight ball rather than just go. Oh, we got a draw, and it it wasn't really, was it? We can all admit that it was a loss. I would love to see Leach in. It does weaken the batting. You know how how much support do they want to give to that top three? And then I suspect if they really want to give that support, um, they keep that same bowling attack. Um, there is right some some whispers of an emergency call-up for either one Dawid Milan of the Trent Rockets or one Moeen Alley of the Birmingham Phoenix. Now, what do we think about that? I love this. This is really juicy. So, Moeen, I've put in my provisional team, Moeen question mark. He would probably come in at, what, seven? Below Pope. And then you have Butler at eight. And then Robinson... Sorry, do you play four seamers with Moeen, or do you do you push Butler all the way down to eight? That seems a bit ridiculous.
3: I'm sorry. First first of all, though, Moeen, like, Joe Root got to the total of four test hundreds for the calendar year. First person to do that since Moeen Ali. And when Moeen <laughs> Ali did it, he was then pushed down to
0: bat at seven. So bat him higher. I love that. Wow. What do we think about the call-up, though, of, of either of them? And can I just say, since, since we did a pod, I was at a 100 game. We can chat about this in a minute. But I watched Darren Milan be the most boring guy on the planet for the Trent Rockets. So why not get him in? It was perfect.
2: I think you've ruined the 100 if you pull Moen Ali out. But you, but you maybe yes, you significantly do. improve it do by pulling it. Milan out so it balances.
0: <laughs> pull them both out to balance it all out.
3: Yeah, Milan. Uh, sorry, we're not doing hundred chat. Milan, I'm not so sure about. He's, you know, famously not very good on the front foot, mm-hmm. uh, which you know reminds me of a few of our other top order batters. I did see. I think one of the teams I saw on Twitter had him at three. Though,
0: uh, it's just that, that 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 makes no sense. I think out of the two, the Moeen one has a little bit of. It makes sense because you want to bring us an actual spinner in that isn't Joe Root, but you don't want to hinder the batting lineup that is literally Moeen Nally's CV that's that's his middle name is bowl and bat a little bit of both but he's not played a red ball game in so long he's been playing exclusively hundred cricket very well mind you and i'd just rather see Jack Leach i, th- I stop defending this batting line and make him work for it
3: i i do agree and i if i think about it in, in the short term yes i want moeen ali but in the in the slightly longer term of the t20 world cup i want him to keep doing his thing He's got his confidence back and it was ruined by, well, one Ashes test in 2019 and kind of has only just recovered from that. So I don't want him, him it getting ruined in the next four tests.
2: This is a completely not in any way cricket related point other than the sort of sociology of cricket. Um, but if anyone is, is, is interested in this discourse at all, with, with no Moeen and no Jofra Archer, this is the first all white English team. That I can remember for a long time.
0: Do you want to move on to India, Will? Do you want to have a look at what they might look like in the second test? Because we kind of alluded to maybe tackle might get the chop. I don't think I think it would be a bit harsh on him, but he's done his job. This might be a pitch that needs Ashwin and Jadeja, and not the fourth seamer. Uh, what do you think? It, it might not.
2: I think in a way. The India selection conversation is a lot less interesting than the England one because I think they will pretty much stick. Um, and that was definitely the tone that you got coming out of Virat Kohli's press conference after the game. Maybe he's trying to mess with people, uh, but he heavily implied that they'd be sticking to a very similar template, um, which I th- I think is not necessarily a criticism of Taka. He's just probably going to get rotated out because you've got Ishan Sharma sitting on the sidelines and that's a perfectly fine swap. Yeah. Um, then the only real decision you have to make is is Jadeja and Ashwin, um, where I sort of think they will go with four seamers and one spinner again, because at the end of the day, it was very successful in the first test. On the other hand, there's only so long that you can leave Ravi Ashwin out of a test side before it becomes ridiculous. Um, but I find Jadeja extremely hard to drop because he did very well with the bat. Again, he bowled three odd overs in the first innings and was fine. Um but he's such a good fielder on top of that that I think he's a very difficult man to drop from the side. Um so if I ha- if I had to guess, I think they stick with exactly the same team, but you bring in Ishan Sharma for Taka and then Ashwin rotate for Jadeja later on in the series, possibly.
0: I, I'm wincing a little bit, Will, just for the size of your tail, if you bring Sharma in, who bats who bats after Ravi, it would be Shammy then. Shammy any he- <laughs> Bumre, yeah. Bumre deserves a promotion I mean I, your batting line is strong on paper to say that you could just go with seven batsmen and go right that's the tale get over it
2: I think that's right and I also think that Shardell is an all-rounded discourse is a little overhyped <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember his test average off the top of my head but to me, never, you're I... right
0: it's probably, as, it's probably as broad as it is long with Takur really isn't it like he's not he's not an ashwin kind of batsman he's more of a i don't know i'm trying to bring an english comparison in. maybe like maybe like robinson like about a bit like better than shami though right isn't he and better than you know if shami had to bat at 8 a little collapse could have you in a bit of trouble
2: to be fair to him apparently his test average is 24 so solid I That's mean, fine. yeah we'll take that yeah. we'll take small that
0: sample size
2: though yeah sample exactly size. very
0: small what what, what about the bat in line there's no one really off there's no next cab off the rank is there will despite I'm I'm not I'm just chatting we're not we're not saying you're in meltdown mode here but you know Pajara needs some runs Rohane probably needs some runs they're not going to get ulcers until at least probably the third or fourth if it goes horribly wrong for India but is there anyone you'd like to see in you know in the future is there anyone like off the rank next or not
2: they're all either injured or have COVID
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was (laughs) going to say all we, we saw all of the people who were next cab off the rank for India against Australia in the winter because they all got yeah. a game because everyone did and they still they won and they were all brilliant. But yeah, everyone you think of Shubman Gill, Washington Sundar, I'm forgetting, I'm sure plenty of very talented pretty, batsmen.
2: Uh, pretty, pretty sure, pretty sure. sure. Myank. 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 Myank.
0: myank. It's such a uh, long injury list to be fair, isn't it? And I mean, props to India for like performing as well as they, they are with with a bit of a skeleton squad at the minute.
2: I think it'd be quite funny to bring Axel
0: but That'd be, be funny, but, yeah. That'd be objectively hilarious, but I, I'm not having that. I'm not. Maybe late, Maybe if we finally get some sun in England, and I think the fifth test is probably at the Oval, maybe then might we see a bit of Axar or a bit of Jack Leach who knows? Um, so we all predicted last pod our series results, and we all had one draw. So it's, it's got out of the way early. We need some good weather. <laughs> Otherwise, all our predictions would be wrong. Um, I went three one England. Glenn went two one England. I oh, know Glenn's Glenn's only with two draws, uh-huh. so he's actually probably in the ascendancy here. Apart from the fact he went for an England win, uh, Zach had two two, and Will had three one England. Are we Are we feeling like backing England was a bit incorrect, Zach? Will? You know, we all did it uh, in various guises, but I just I just feel like India looked a lot better in these four very entertaining days. Uh, just Just
3: to clarify. You just read out my prediction. I did not back England. I backed a drawn series, but I did back four results from here on in, Sorry. which I think is absolutely <laughs> impossible.
0: Do you know what I've written down? I wrote Zach, England 2-2. Two, two. How did England <laughs> <laughs> win two, 2
2: Well, to be, <laughs> Sorry, to be, to be fair to point. us, and not to undermine your very well-kept predictions, but I think pretty much all of us were leaning 2-1 to somebody and probably England, but we didn't want to be boring, which is how we all ended up at different predictions. Right.
0: Um, but yeah that's our that's our draw out of the way early Um, to
2: answer answer your question in good faith do do I feel confident in England to win 3-1 and and no I think that's probably a a fairly stupid prediction
0: (laughs) it's got to be India from here I just think although England had their moments in in these days you know having India in trouble a little bit and neither of these batting lineups look particularly solid at the minute India's Mm -hmm. does like the confidence that Rahul and Sharma have put through probably the batting lineup and the coaching staff and India fans is going to give them enough to go We can edge these games, and they're going to be low scorers probably while the weather stays as it is—you know, a bit damp, bit cloudy—and you know, one two hundred playing two fifty playing chasing two twenty. We might see it again, you know. So, India will edge that for me at the minute.
3: I can easily see it being two one either way going into a decider at Old Trafford in early September, and it raining for five days. (laughs) That is, you know, it could two one either way though. You know, I think England could easily. Come back, and India's, you know, middle order showed signs of what we've kind of we've seen from it. I know that that took a kind of special spell from Jimmy, but it could easily happen again. And England might make just enough runs as long as Joe Root keeps doing what
0: he's doing. It's it's like Jimmy's got a spell in him, boomer has got a spell in him, Root can counter-attack, Kohli can counter-attack Sibley can dig in, Kayal, uh, Rahul can dig in, you know th- it's really quite close and I think that's despite India clearly being the better side for this test match, it sets up a really exciting four tests uh, left and for those India fans who have watched the World Test Championship need to get rained off and have just watched this shambles of a test match and for those living outside the UK, the weather looks good for the next test in London at Lord's uh, it looks dry, it looks warm-ish, that'll do. We, we will get full day's playing for the next test.
2: Thank God for that. I, I, I'm still absolutely obsessed with, I think we've mentioned this guy on a pod before, but somebody, some India fan tweeted very angry at at, at at people playing cricket in England during the summer and they said something like, if it's going to rain all summer, why don't you just play cricket in a different season? I'm sorry, this is, mate, summer. This, this, this this is the is best it. we've got. This is supposed to be the good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you what. What was it? Which day was it? Where it was day four? No, it was day three. Because day four they were supposed to get really not that much play, and they got a whole day. And somehow day three, Jimmy Anderson took about eight hours to finish one over because they were on and off and on and off. And then there was a whole evening. The next day he came on to finish the over. That's all going to be banished uh, for next week. So we're very excited for that for that next test. So those are our sort of team predictions. What we think's going on, um, and where the series looks. Let's look at a bit of the news that's happened since we were last on. Obviously, boys, some massive changes in the England Test team and some news on injuries. We have to talk about Ben Stokes, of course, who has um, sort of withdrawn himself from selection for the foreseeable future uh, due to mental burnout to look after his mental health and to also make sure that finger heals properly. Um, gen- general widespread um, appreciation sympathy and empathy for Ben Stokes, I think, which is great to see that a cricketer can you know, openly pull themselves out of professional play to look after their mental health. Um, obviously a massive blow for England, but I thought Joe Root dealt with it really well this week. Um, the way he spoke about, you know, I just want my friend to be okay more than anything at the start. So obviously he's out for the foreseeable. We don't know when he'll be back, but we hope he gets better soon. And then Jofra Archer, that was announced, I think second day into the Test match, that He's had the reoccurrence of his stress fracture and is out for the rest of the year. So, no T Twenty World Cup for him, no Ashes Down Under for him. Uh, just your reaction to those those two bits of news, but it's a big blow for England in all formats.
3: Yeah, both both huge. Yeah, we wish wish both of them all the best. You know, it was big for Ben Stokes to come out and you know say that that was to do with it. It was lots of support. The, the cynic in me doesn't remember the support being so nice when Moeen Ali did a similar thing yeah, a couple of years ago. But, you know, is that showing progress or does it show the, you know, the fact that a white player does it? It's okay. You know, open to interpretation, but the support is good and we wish him all the best. Uh, and, yeah, Joffre Archer, is, it's a big, big shame. It's a big shame because... Particularly for the T20 World Cup, he's arguably the best white ball bowler in the world at the moment. And, you know, everyone had talked even before he even played a test about this Ashes. In You know, when he he made his ODI debut, it was, oh, that Ashes in two years time, he'll be really good. And that doesn't look like it's going to, well, it's it's definitely not going to happen. He's out now. I just hope he can, I hope he can actually recover properly because of this you know and, and it doesn't happen again because it would just be such a shame if it if it means he can't play you know if it means he can't play test cricket again or you know it, less likely if it means he can't consistently play white ball cricket but i still see him as you know having a big role to play in england's test team in the future and, and obviously an even bigger role to play in england's white ball team for the next you know hopefully well, i don't know 8 to 8 to 10 years or something
2: no, I'd, I'd, I'd completely agree with, with both of you. Um, and obviously the the Ben Stokes situation, I think Dan's absolutely right that, that Joe Root covered it brilliantly and, and said exactly what needs to be said in terms of caring about people on a, on a very human level. And I think on the on the him versus marine front, I'm going to choose to be optimistic on this one and, and believe it's a sign of progress, not just within cricket, but also I'm not sure you get the Ben Stokes Um, decision and the honesty about the reasons behind it if you don't come off the back of a year where we've had Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles and and other people do very similar Uh, and I think that shows you that the whole of sports is having a really important conversation there the Joffre one is interesting because obviously you know we we wish both of them the best and I echo everything Zach said about concern for Joffre and whether he's being going to be able to come back but it also has another angle to it where we discussed this after the announcement that it has to shine a spotlight on the use of him as a bowler by the england setup to to use him basically constantly every game since he declared as an england player in all formats and especially that that sort of famous innings bowled 42 overs and then got criticized for not bowling fast enough and i think it probably has it probably has to to you know make part of the setup reflect on how they're using their bowlers
0: it's a direct impact of that, isn't it? Well, I've seen plenty of Column inches covering that series and the way he's been used, and um, hopefully they learn from it and hopefully he recovers fully and they can manage that a lot better. It was like they had this, this bowler, this this weapon, this skillful fast bowler, and they, they didn't quite know what to do with him, so they thought, right, I should make him do everything, and hope something sticks. So that's clearly gone wrong, and hopefully he can recover and. You know, even if he can only ever play white ball cricket again for England, he'll be an asset. But we'll see. But that was obviously very big news for the England setup uh, this week. Uh, should we have a look at the hundred boys? I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Okay, I'm just enjoying the cricket on the TV every night, every sort of mid-afternoon for the ladies and every half six for the men's, and I'm having a great time. The only issue I think we're all having is knowing who's doing well. We're sort of quite not quite getting the narrative yet. So we, nearly, we did this nearly off-air, but I thought it would be a great feature on-air, is to ask the boys who is leading at the minute. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Monday uh, evening, and the Phoenix and Fire are playing today. But as of now, boys, Will, I'll come to you first. Who is leading the, uh, the men's 100? Is it Trent? It is Trent. Well oh. done. They have won four and lost two. Uh, they lost the Overland Invincibles last night in a really cool shortened game. Uh, Open Invincibles have set a second played six, won three, lost two with a no result and then Southern Brave have pulled it back the ones the, the ones that obviously tipped have pulled that back to have won three, lost two and also have won no result to be on seven and then you've got Manchester Originals and Birmingham Phoenix who have played a game less on six points each Northern Superchargers who are on five but have played six and then you're probably thinking the Welsh Fire and definitely the London Spirit who are exuding so much middlesex sex energy, it's painful, uh, who have yet to win a game. Uh, so well done, Will, by the way, for, for leaving that London Spirit team alone and enjoying the Oval Invincibles in whichever way you can. Uh, Zach, for the 100 women, which team are leading? That is a good question. Uh, who's leading? I'm going to go Northern Superchargers. Okay. I won't say that's right or wrong. I'll let Will have a guess. I mean, obviously it's wrong because otherwise I said yes straight away. So we'll...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not is the will—it's not superchargers.
2: O- is it? Is it over invincibles?
0: It's not over invincibles. You, but you pick second and third though. Zach, Northern Supercharger in second, thanks a better net run rate. Southern Brave. Oh, of course it late. is. Of course uh, five, it is. Lost lost one, uh, and they're on ten points and they're six. So they're probably pretty much. They should be in that top three, barring total disaster. Superchargers second on seven points. Over Invincible's third on seven points, uh, but with point two worst net run rate. Then also on seven points, Trent Rockets, um, but with a worse run rate. So they are, they've all played the same amount of games. Then the Welsh Fire, London Spirit, Manchester Originals, and Birmingham Phoenix are on four, four, three, and two, respectively. I haven't played a game less. So... I'd say it's going to be one of those top four, basically, for the ladies. But this has been not a problem with the 100, by the way. This is just something we, we've all picked up on. that Because it's the inaugural event, you can't quite pick up on who's doing well or what team's good, despite the fact there's a game on every night. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Do, do you feel the same?
2: Yeah, I definitely feel the same. We did say, to be fair at the start, that Southern Brave should be our favourite for the women's competition. So it's good to see that we, are, we sort of know what we're talking about occasionally. Um, Dan, what's going on with Birmingham Phoenix women? Because they are rock bottom, and the f- I saw two of their early games, and they looked perfectly fine.
3: Yep. Uh, also, I I tipped them as my outside chance of winning the thing because because they're so much fun. Because I thought Shafali Verma and Izzy Wong was just such a fun combination that they had to be good, and it hasn't worked because they don't have enough experienced players. Which I did say, what had potential to happen. So I'm not that, that. I'm not I'm not taking that as you know it's not quite. Boom was really bad take like, oh, well but... listen
0: can, we can leave that in the last pod Zach if you like we did not have to bring that up now uh but that does balance out rain play perfectly the, the yin and the yang one one terrible take versus one good take um well I went to the Phoenix Trent Rockets game on Sunday the first had a great time Lo- loved the whole hat? oh yeah I wore my hat I will tweet the hat I've got a picture of me in the hat um it was a little bit tight around my head unfortunately but it was great. And also, I, sp- I spotted none initially. I was like, oh, my God. There was quite a lot of merch around, by the way. Just not the Panama hat. And then as the day wore on, the Panama hats came out. I must have seen 10. So at 30 quid a pop, there's there's, there's 300 quid to the 100 fund. Um, I had a great time. I know you've been to 100 game. Will, you went to the inaugural game. Um, awesome package. 25 quid in the hollies. Both games. Beautiful day, etc. The 100 is good. The Birmingham Phoenix women... Well, they seem, they seem like a good team. They they, they only lost because they, they they had a bad sort of last set of ten, and Trent Trent got ahead of them, and then the batting collapsed. But they've got both the Joneses, uh, Max Suds a fantastic bowler. Izzy Wong has got wheels, and she hit two sixes in a row, so she can bat as well. I just think they've just not quite got over the line in any of these games, but they seem like a good team. And the men, I will tell you what, the game I was at. Trent Rockets. Trent Rockets got like 140. I'm like, ooh, that's a good score. Livingston, Moeen, uh, Smead is unbelievable, who I thought was Australian, but it's just a Somerset player, to Zach's dismay, by the way. Um, and who else? Allen. were unbelievable. That Birmingham men's team could go far. I really, really enjoyed watching them. And then the game they were on the other day, but they also chased something down against the Owen Invincibles. They've done it twice. They're a great chasing team. And the hundred, the hundred is good, everyone. It's a good thing.
3: I think they are kind of early doors developing as one of those sides that we're going to kind of be like, oh yeah, Birmingham and Phoenix are good because they've got kind of, they've got the players who are currently in, well, they've got players who are currently in very good form for England white ball side, Livingston and, and Moeen with some young players around them who are also in fantastic form. Will Smead, you know, what a player and he's he's still so young. I'm and I like that he's opening. He never opens for Somerset. Strange, he but... was
0: unbelievable, mate, and he was the same in the the Ovals ga- in the Oval Invincibles mm-hmm. game. But against Trent, obviously they chased it down. But we reckoned that the, at the rate they were going at, they'd have got to two hundred if they got to to bat the whole hundred. Um, that's how good it was. It, it was outrageous. So the men's team's looking good. Women's team, I don't. I think you had a shout, Zach. To be fair, it wasn't a bad shout. They're just not quite performing, unfortunately.
2: They're looking good, but the, the men's team is currently sitting fifth. Um, although I think a win will either take them top or second. Yeah, so is... they're
0: playing Welsh fire tonight, and if they were to win, they would go, depending on the net run rate, top. So it's that that the men's league is incredibly, incredibly tight.
2: Is it now time, just about a little more than halfway through the competition, to make our top three predictions for the semifinals? Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. That's a perfect way to 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 end this pod. And also we were gonna do a whole pod, weren't we, Zach? I think we you said before we came in there. There's no time to do that. There's no time in the day to actually do a review of this. Okay, right. This has been thrust on us by Will, by the way. It's not something we prepared for. So, let me do the men's because of what we've watched them play cricket. Now, we we were doing these predictions at the start of the hundred. I've never seen them. I'm putting the Phoenix in. I'm going to do this in no particular order because it's so tight in there. It's it's hard to tell. I think Oval Invincibles have got the minerals because they've looked really good. The Southern Brave. St- they're on a bit of a roll aren't they they're on a bit of a roll Manchester there's some good men's teams and Trent atop top at the minute so I'm going to say Phoenix Invincibles and I'm going to back I'll back Trent so I'm going to go in no particular order and I hope that's not the same as everyone else's probably is because Zach's nodding I, I just the, the Southern Brave men just have a bit of a, a wobble in them and Manchester Originals are in there but I'm, I'm I'm less sure on them as well so that's my three in no order
2: Hang on, what did you say again? Trent, Invincibles, Phoenix.
0: Trent, Invincibles, Phoenix.
2: Yeah, that's my three as well. <laughs> Your three as well, Zach. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Listen, let's let's double down on this, right? And if this is the top three, this is the greatest rain stop play take ever, right? Let's just let's just double, triple down on this. There's arguments to be had for Southern Brave and Manchester, and then the three that are definitely out of it. Northern Superchargers look really average, despite having Adil Rashid taking lots of wickets. Welsh Fire then lost Johnny Besto, And London Spirit are just so tragic, aren't they? It's so funny. Should we do the women's? Let's do the women's table. I think Southern Brave are in, as I just said. Um, I I watched the Trent Rockets ladies, and I think they were very good as well. So I'm going to put them in. So Trent women, uh, Southern Brave women. And I'm going to go over Invincibles women because I think Dane Van Niekirk is spectacular. So... Those are my three. They're the same as yours, Zach? They're not, no. Get in there. Thank God. I'm going to be writing these down so we can reference them. So that's mine. Dan for the women. Let's do Zach for the women.
3: So obviously, as we said, it is probably between those top four for the top three spots in the women's. So Correct. So my, my only level of debate is is not much. I've just gone Brave, Superchargers, Rockets instead of Invincibles because I really like just now. Siver's really good. So she's been doing really
0: well. Right. So those are Zach's three. Will. I'm there's not much go... debate here to be had, as Zach said. But give us, your, give us your, three for the women's
2: I think we could all end up in different combinations if I say brave rockets invincibles. Or is that what no, you said? No, that's
0: mine. That's my that's order. That's what you've got. The only that uh, I'm uh, trying to work out whether uh, if you t- you, you got to take the brave out, mate, to to be different here. If you really want oh, to do I, the
2: out, I, I and out <laughs> which is impossible. Five and which is. One.
3: It's, it is in itself very brave.
2: Good.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, you know well. the,
2: the two teams that I've, I've, I've watched and I've thought, yeah, they look all right. Uh, Phoenix and, and Manchester Originals, who I like, who, who have ended up, both of them, rock bottom the table. So yeah, that's a
0: shame. I was the same because Manchester got Eccleston. Um, Phoenix, as I've said, looked really good when I watched them play. So, yeah, but they're, they're stranded. Right. So those are our predictions. I, good. I, I think Spirit
3: could could go on a run. I, you know, they with Tammy Beaumont and Heather Knight in their batting, they've just they've got it in them to do it. But I think
0: we could have said that about the men's team as well. <laughs> the only thing with Spirit, right, where they're sitting at the table at the minute, is they played one less game in the third place. But a win would only put them up to six. And it's a point behind. And whether they play, they'll play over Invincibles again, obviously, because that's their local team. Go on, Zach. Do you, want, do you want to put them in? Do you want to take a shout? Take a little, bit of yeah go on
3: go oh, on
2: i'm going to have to
0: go instead of, instead of Trent Rockets
3: i can't i can't have neither of my team no. uh, neither of my teams going through and the the men's the men's northern superchargers team are nowhere near even though they've they've been really fun and david willie batting at like four is hilarious or uh, he's batting at good. three at
0: one point he's, yeah. got tie, he's got the tied the top score of the uh the men's uh format at least um okay right those are predictions oh. and they're they're set in stone now
2: some good news for the phoenix They currently need 57 off 65 balls to beat Welsh Fire. So they might get a win. Okay,
0: so that will take them, if they win, Then that will take them to four. No, no. But it would be nice if they win. (laughs) They're not going to get through, but it would be nice if they win. Uh, And then the men playing tonight, that would be a great game. The weather, where are they playing? Are they they in Cardiff? Cardiff.
2: They're in Birmingham.
0: They're in Birmingham. Mm. I'm looking out my window now, 20 minutes from Edge Bastard, and there is a... There was a dark cloud in the sky. So the fingers crossed for some cricket tonight. Um, right, boys, that's, that's about it then. That was a fun pod. Um, very good. Some predictions, some teams, and a very exciting test series to look forward to. Um, so we will sign off there. We'll be back next week to review the second test, of course. That'll be done, well, this time next week. So we'll speak to you then. Will, enjoy the rest of your trip in Wales, in, in your little cabin. Have a great time.
2: Thank you. I'll, I'll see you next week.
0: And Zach, enjoy your cricket match tonight. Go well, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. I will. I will try. Try. Try for all the listeners. Think of all our listeners. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week.